been looking at our text for this year uh, from uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 19 to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and we've uh, tried to unpack that a little bit uh, during this year. So we're just going to finish that today, uh, this uh, beginning of our year as we uh, begin to move forward as well. And uh, we've got to Luke chapter 5. Uh, so if you've got your Bibles, you'd like to turn to Luke chapter 5 or switch your phones on and find it. Uh, we're just going to take a, a look at this this morning before we come and share communion together uh, in a few moments' time. You may remember last week we were looking at the story of Peter's encounter with Jesus when uh, Jesus uh, got into Peter's boat and uh, told Peter to fish in a slightly different way from normal, like during the day. And uh, the amazing catch of fish that was had as a result of Peter's obedience. And then Peter ended up on his knees in front of Jesus, uh, recognizing this big disconnect between who he felt he was and who Jesus was as well, as he understood uh, this incredible uh, character of Jesus and his power that was going to transform the lives of many. And so Peter got on his knees because he sort of got it. He understood that sort of disconnect, really. And I guess in that moment, so close to Jesus in that boat, it became even more real in a physical sense as to how, how dare I sort of approach Jesus, who clearly is much more than, than just a good teacher, just a rabbi who I'd been listening to. He's actually much more than that. And Peter begins to understand and understand his own position in the light of who Jesus is. But of course, the great news is that, is that Jesus didn't leave Peter on his knees. He lifted Peter up and commissioned him for a task. You know, Peter, this, this disconnect doesn't have to stop what, what I've got planned for you. And it's good to be aware of that, but actually we don't have to stay in that place. And as we go into chapter 5, I think there are, are three incidents in this chapter that we begin to see how, how important that, that connection is for Jesus to, to call people to follow him. Not to be at a distance, not, not to, to be caused to push away from him, but actually to be drawn closer to him. And that invitation that we get where Jesus says, I just want you to come. I, I just want you to become part of this journey, to become part of this story that is unraveling right now in my midst. Do you remember he, after he, he read the passage from Isaiah in the, the synagogue that day in, in Luke chapter 4, he said to them, this passage is fulfilled in your presence. This is, this is reality. Not that I've just spoken them, but I am them. And this is going to transform the lives of many people as we go forward. This is the mandate. This is the Lord's favor. Not to remain as some sort of written word just to be read every now and again, but to be embedded in the lives of real people. The Lord's favor to, to transform the lives of, of many as Jesus read those words from Isaiah, of course, it was to give sight to the blind. It was to bring, bring healing to those who are sick. And Jesus says, you know, this is fulfilled in your presence. And as we get into chapter 5, we begin to see that this is getting very much into reality. And I just want to look at a couple of things. How do we approach Jesus? If, if we're longing for his favor, how do we approach him? If he has something more to give us than we've received, if we're desperate enough to come to him, then how do we approach him? And then I want to flip it around a little bit to think about how does Jesus approach us? How, how does he want to give us his favor? Because I don't think he's reluctant. I think he longs for us to live in the light of that favor. 
And in these three stories in chapter 5, I think we see in each of them there's an eagerness, an eagerness to get close to Jesus. And I think that's a fantastic trait for all who follow Jesus, an eagerness to get close to him. But there's also what comes as an expectation that something significant is going to happen when we get close to him. And I think in these three stories in this, in this chapter that Luke puts together here, we see these things happening. An eagerness, I'm looking for God's favor, and an expectation that when I come to Jesus, then there's going to be favor as a result of that. In, in, in the first story, of, uh, in, ch- in verse 12 of, of Luke chapter 5, while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, that's an eagerness, isn't it? That is a, a desperation, I, I'm sure, out of the condition that he found himself in, but there's a real eagerness to get close to Jesus. There's something there that says, you know what, if I want the Lord's favor, then it's got to start in me. I've got to have this desire. And this man who had leprosy, I love the fact that Luke doesn't call him a leper. You notice, he calls him a man covered with leprosy. In the other Gospels, he tends to be a leper, but Luke seems to give this person some dignity here. He's a man, first of all. He's a person. He's somebody, real flesh and blood, who happens to have leprosy. And I think that's significant for Jesus as well, that this is a, a person who is desperately, eagerly seeking him in this moment. Someone who sort of understands who Jesus is, someone who understands that Jesus has something to, to give in return, but firstly, to realize the position he's in. He comes to Jesus. He fell, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him. He entreated him. He, he made an urgent request to Jesus. It is a, a moment of desperation, really, but out of that desperation comes this awareness that actually here's someone who can change the situation that I happen to be in. He's making a specific request. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And that word clean, it's more than just a physical healing. I think here's someone who understood there's a deeper cleaning going on here. There's a deeper cleansing that he's looking for. Because he not only wants to be physically clear of the leprosy, he wants to be welcomed back into the community because this, this dreaded disease had excommunicated him from the community. I mean, to come into the middle of the crowd was a, a big moment for this man. You can imagine the people in the crowd would have stepped back and created a massive space for him because this man had leprosy. But Jesus steps forward in that moment, not back. He steps into the situation, and not only to bring this physical healing to the man, but I think he's bringing much more than that, isn't he? I think there's an eagerness to approach Jesus, no matter what position we're in, with an expectation that, yes, Jesus can do more than we can imagine. And then in in verse 19, we've got this this great story, this almost comedic story of the man being lowered down in the roof. How many of you first heard this in Sunday school? 
fuzzy felt. Was it fuzzy felt, or or, the, or or maybe an overhead projector if you're young enough? Or, but yeah, I mean, what a story! I mean, it's a fantastic story, isn't it? And and it is a comedic moment, really, isn't it? And again, into this crowd, we read that the the house was full up, and yet into this crowd, this this man gets lowered on his bed by his four friends who have dug a hole in the roof. And again, the crowd would have had to have stepped back, I presume. I don't know how they created space in that house, but somehow they did. I guess they stepped back in order for the the bed to come down right into the middle of it. Now, destroying a roof is a bit of an eagerness to, (laughs) to find Jesus, isn't it? How far would you go, you know? Step into the crowd, even though you know you're ostracized by it. Destroy a roof just to get close to Jesus. I I wonder how far we would go to get close to him. There's an eagerness and there's an expectation when we approach Jesus for the favor that he has. And and then in, in in verse 27, we see this party that Jesus invited to. We see Levi, the tax collector, Matthew, as we later know him, who, who when he's invited to follow Jesus, he gets up and follows, very similarly to, to how Peter did and James and John did as well. But then Matthew does something else. He, he, he has a party and he invites Jesus and then he invites all his tax collector friends to come and meet Jesus. You have Matthew, Levi, he's keen to do something about this. He leaves everything, but then he, come, he creates a space where tax collectors can come and meet Jesus as well. Somebody's phone's going, by the way, but uh, never mind. (laughs) Might be a call. Um, And that's an amazing thing, isn't it? That Jesus would come and sit at the table with sinners. Imagine how the Pharisees would have felt in that moment. Levi held a great banquet for Jesus. A large crowd of tax collectors was there, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples. It's a beautiful moment of how, how Jesus has come for, for all people in that time. And he calls people to repent. He calls people to turn around. He calls people to do something different in that moment. There's an eagerness to approach Jesus. And I, I'd encourage you to have that same eagerness and that same expectation. But how does Jesus approach you? How does Jesus approach you with this same favor that he came to declare? In verse 13, in our first story, what does Jesus do? He reaches out. He reaches out and he touches and heals. See, he is willing to bring his favor to you, to all those who eagerly approach him this is a brand new beginning his favor means a new beginning for this man with leprosy it means a new community Jesus says to him in verse 14 go and show yourself to the priest you can be welcomed back into the community in this moment this is a new beginning for someone who felt isolated and marginalized and alone now comes back to the heart of community you're welcome back into this place that's how Jesus approaches you you're welcome in this place. You know, each of these stories happens in this, this time scale of Jesus' life. We read it like a chronological order, don't we? It's one thing, then another thing, and then another thing. But Jesus, in each moment, comes in and does something significant in that moment. He brings God into that place. In that precise moment, something, 
happens and everybody stops and notices. I wonder if this morning you need to call out to Jesus like that man with leprosy did. Is there something that you want to call out to him for? Something you're desperate for? Something that you long for more than anything? And like this man with leprosy who cries out unashamedly, unembarrassed by it, he cries out and Jesus reaches and touches him. If you call out to him, he'll stop. He'll come. In the second story, what does favor look like? Favor looks like a new forgiveness, doesn't it? Yeah, here's this man who is, and the friends who are longing for healing, for physical healing, but Jesus firstly forgives him. It's a reminder that above everything, forgiveness is the key. Above whatever situation we find ourselves in, being forgiven is the starting place of healing. And again, into this time, Jesus brings this moment and God's presence. The friends are looking for favor upon their friend and Jesus brings him forgiveness. It's a beautiful moment of affirmation of what friends can do to bring people to Jesus. But it's also a signal as to what we long for more than anything. Jesus offers the most important gift of all, the one that we so desperately need. Do you need forgiveness today? Well, he has it available to all who ask for it. Forgiveness that means we can get up and walk. I'm not sure I would have remembered my bed that day, would you? The man picked up his bed and walked. Impressive. I guess it was all he had. But he walked out of that place boldly, knowing forgiveness and freedom, the favor of God. Verse 26 of uh, of Luke chapter 5 says, Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. The Greek word there is paradoxus. Contrary to expectation. More than they could have hoped for. Wonderful. Incredible things. The favor of God through Jesus into the lives of those who feel paralyzed who feel far away. And then in our final story, what, what is the favor? The favor is a new direction. The favor is for, for repentance is the willingness to step forward again. Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And he asks us again today, do you need to Find forgiveness through an act of repentance. It's there for those who will ask his favor for all who will come and dare to come to him. Yeah, today we're going to remember, remember Jesus, his ultimate act for us. His body, his blood, 
given so that we might have life and have it to the full. And today we get to remember. We get to remember it. We, we get to enjoy the Lord's favor in this moment where we can start again, where we can find that place of wholeness again through his blood. And as we do come, then let's come humbly, seeking his favor and acknowledging his love and his forgiveness for us today.